thanks for joining us here at All Nations. We are a church in love with Jesus with a passion for you. Our mission is to bring those who are lost into a life fully devoted to Jesus. If you want to learn more about us as a church and what we do, you can visit us online at allnationswestend.com. Well, isn't a blessing, you know, we've reached uh, the end of 2019, we're nearly in 2020. Does anyone remember the year 1999? Where were you? I remember where I was because everyone said, don't go to the Gold Coast because there'll be no electricity Electricity, 2000. So I said, that's a good time. Everything will be cheap. So I went to the Gold Coast. Nothing happened. 19 years later, we're here. You know? Praise God. But I want to share something that that's how quickly the years go. You know, I was, if you saw me, I was just holding my granddaughter, my second daughter's, my second daughter's child. And it was 31 years ago when I was holding my first daughter in my arms. And I said, the years are just going so fast. 31, you know, you, you, you say, you know, I've got an excuse why I look old. I'm a grandfather. But what's your excuse? You know? <laughs> but praise God, we're here, you know, to thank God for every year he gives us, every opportunity that he gives us to praise his name. Amen. Church, don't get caught up in the system. Don't get caught up in the Abide in Jesus Christ. Abide in Him and let the fruits of the Holy Spirit be manifested mightily in our lives. Tonight, I just want to share about one person, one name. Jesus. Jesus. Someone's here. Someone's with us. Hallelujah, brother. That's right. I want to talk about Jesus because, you know, we're living in a world and there's so many um, uh, attacks on that name. There's so many people got different ideas, different questions different answers, but I want to tell you something. Where do you go to find about Jesus? Do you go and ask an atheist? Atheists think they've got all the answers, but were they there when Jesus was born? Were they there when Jesus rose the dead, gave sight to the blind, walked on the water, and truly manifested himself powerfully? Were anybody there? But I know who were there. The disciples were there. The disciples are with him. And where do we go to find more about Jesus? We go to the word of God and to the eyewitnesses. Not to a man that came 700 years or 400 years later called Muhammad and trying to tell us who Jesus was. We go directly to the source of the eyewitnesses, which was the disciples, to tell us who Jesus really was. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go to the word of God. And I just want to start with... The, the, apostle, the first epistle of John, chapter 1, we'll read down to 7. Chapter 1, verse 1 to 7. And now we're going to read, what does John say? Because John was one of the disciples. Let's see what John says. That which was from the beginning, which have, we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested. The life was manifested. You might say, who was the life? Let's read on. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the what? Father 
and with his son Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy, hallelujah, may be full. Who wants joy tonight? Only a few of us. I want joy, you know. Everybody's hand should go up. We all want joy. So your joy may be full. This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him and in him is no darkness at all if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not practice the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sins hallelujah give the Lord a hand church What John is telling you, he was the one I witnessed. He saw Jesus. He held Jesus. He saw the power and the miracles that Jesus performed. He's the eyewitness and is written down for you and for me. So why? So no one can deceive us. Hallelujah. And it's because of his Holy Spirit, we have the word of God now. And we have the spirit to bring up everything that Jesus did and bring to memory the life of Christ. Why? That we may be filled with, as we said, his joy. Because in a land like Australia, I'll be honest, church, the joy has been taken, ripped out from people's hearts. They're suffering so much depression, so much emptiness. Why? Because the minute you take Jesus out from a nation, you take the joy and you take the peace. But praise God for the spirit of the living God that brings to memory Jesus Christ is still Lord and he's on the throne room. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are here tonight to declare to the principalities and the powers of darkness that Jesus is Lord. No matter what some atheists may say, no matter what some guy that came 200, 300 years later may say about Jesus, Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. He is the Savior of our souls. Praise his name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says, as we read, that God is light in him. There's no darkness. You know, when you come and have an encounter with God, what happens? The eyes of our spiritual eyes are open and we walk in truth. We walk in light. You know, you you go in a dark room. This is what the world today is. We're in a dark room. We're just smashing into things. Don't know where we're going. The minute you turn that light on, church, we have the full understanding and truly we know to walk the path of Christ because the light has been given to us to walk in Christ now. Amen. Before we were all over the place. You asked my life before I came to Christ, all over the place, mess. But when you come to Christ, the true light comes upon you and I'll tell you, Christ gives you true joy and true peace that is only found in Jesus Christ. Let's go to the Gospel of John 1, chapter 1, 1, 5. John's Gospel 1 to 1, 5. And we might read down to 1, 14. We'll read all those. Okay. It says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. And in, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it like today. 
The world does not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He, he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own. And his own did not receive him. But ready church, but as many as received him. Who's him? Jesus. He gave them the right to become the children of God. To those who believed in his name. Who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh. Who's that word? Jesus. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Church, when you read those words and you meditate on those words, I tell you, if Christ, the Spirit of God, is living in you, it's going to impact your heart because the minute we've said yes to Jesus Christ, we accept the grace and his full truth in our lives. And what happens? It's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that lives in me. Amen. What happens is your life transformed. People say to me, yeah, I've accepted Jesus Christ. I went to the altar 10 years later. You did? Where's that? Song we sing, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. They continue to live a life that we read before. He who says he walks in the light, uh, so he walks in darkness lies, and the truth is not in him. You cannot today, and we're going to proclaim it, say you're a Christian and continue a lifestyle over 10 and 20 years in sin, in disobedience. That can't be because if you're truly born by the Spirit of God, you are no longer the same as Pastor Rosh had that verse. Anyone in Christ is what? A new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all, not some or part, all things are made new. Amen, church? So, as we read these verses, we see... People say, oh, Jesus was born. Let me be honest with you. Jesus has always been there. He's, he was the creator. He's the, the God that created this universe. But we only look at the physical, and that's why people are lost. The religious people, he was born. He's got a mother. I want to tell you, God created Mother Mary. God created her. And God used that lady to bring Christ, you know. But what has happened, religion has twisted everything. He's made a mess of everything, but I'm here tonight to tell you that if you are not worshipping Jesus Christ and you're worshipping anything else, you're in darkness. I'm sorry to say that, wherever you come from, the only person, and I'm going to get a few, we're going to read a few verses, that God wants us to call upon, to lift up, to worship, is the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. He's worthy. Now, you know, you talk to a lot of religious people and that. They, some say, if you talk to the Muslim, he was a prophet. Others say he was a teacher. But look, I'm not interested in what people say. 
I'm interested what the Word of God says. Amen? If we turn with me to Isaiah 714, 700 years before Christ came on the scene, it was prophesied, it was predicted about this person that will be born from a virgin. It says this, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. What is the sign? Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and he shall, shall call his name what? Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? Does anyone know? God with us. Hallelujah. So God came into this world and put on flesh. Now, to the natural, how can that be? To those that are not in the spirit, they'll twist it, they'll change it. Okay, they, for example, Jehovah Witness, okay, that can't be right. They, okay, so Jesus must be this person. God must be this, the Holy Spirit. So what happens? When you're not in the spirit and you're not born again, you twist everything. But it says clearly, the virgin will bear a son and you shall give him the name Emmanuel. What does that mean? God with us. Turn with me to the New Testament. In Matthew 1, 21 to 23, it says this. Now the birth of Jesus getting ready, and the angel appeared, and it says, he says this to Mary. And, he sh and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. People get confused now. But he, wasn't he supposed to be called Emmanuel? He's still Emmanuel because he's God with us. But there's a reason why God says a name for that season. And this is the name that God wants us to lift up. I'll tell you why. And I'll explain to you what Jesus means. And you shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, why? For we, he, he will save his people from their sins. Jesus means God's salvation. God saves. That is why when you call upon Jesus, who are you calling upon? God the Creator. You're calling about God the Father. You're calling about his salvation to save us, not our own good works. That is why he says you shall call his name Jesus, which means what? God saves. God's salvation, and it goes on, it says, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, behold, the virgin shall be with us a child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So the question I'm going to ask you, when did God come and be, become flesh? When did it happen? Anyone know? We, we just read it. That's right. When he came, was born from a virgin, that was God in the flesh. He put on flesh. That is why we, he says, Emmanuel, how can you say, call someone God with us when God is not there? God himself humbled himself. And I'm going to get, get into it, you know. You can debate with me later if you want, but I'm going to show you for the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, so what is the message that we want to give to a nation that truly is lost? A nation that's going downhill. A nation like Australia that is blessed in every angle. I'm going to have you have a couple of questions. Who is lacking food here today? Lacking food. Everyone looks pretty full to me, you know. You know, everyone's full here, you know. Blessed nation. Most of us here have a shelter. And those that don't have a shelter sometimes choose that lifestyle. But everyone here, I believe... Has some roof under their heads? Everyone says yes. We're pretty, we thank the Lord, praise God. Um, has everyone got a mobile phone? 
what's going on. We all got a mobile phone. So just these little simple things we have. It's a nation that's blessed. You go to a third world country, go to my friends down in Vicky's nation where they live, they're squatting, they live in um, graveyards and live all over the place. And sometimes they lack food for one or two days, they might not have anything to eat. But we in this nation truly have everything. And you know what we've done? Instead of getting up and being thankful to God, we've turned and said, oh God, why aren't you blessing me? I want to tell you something. You are blessed, number one, because you're in this nation. And number two, if you got Jesus, you got all the treasures in the world. Hallelujah. You might be living in the street in Australia. You might be on one of the worst places in Australia. But if you are born of the Spirit of God, you are the richest person on this planet. Why? Because Jesus said, it is my Father's good pleasure to give you His kingdom. Hallelujah. People think now, what's a kingdom? Oh, the kingdom is in this nation. I'm going to have everything. I'm going to walk like a king. That's not the kingdom. The kingdom is Jesus. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have the kingdom. But if Jesus leaves you in you, guess what you have? You have true joy, true peace. Hallelujah. You're walking in his righteousness. That's the kingdom of God. Not as a lot of preachers preach today. God wants to give you everything. God has given us everything. When you close your eyes, I'm telling you, church, when you close your eyes, you're going to enter into a a place called paradise with a mansion. How do I know that? The Word of God says that. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions. We can't fully understand that, but we're just passing through. I said in the beginning, it was 31 years ago when I held my daughter. I'm... I was only a youngster then in my early 20s. I'm nearly 54. So how long is it we've got to go? It was 1999 when everyone said the world's going to come to an end. 20 years later, we're here. So we are closer to Jesus' return than ever. Hallelujah. So that means we need to start getting ready. We need to keep our eyes on Christ. And we need to start being thankful for what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for us. Hallelujah. And stop looking at, oh, why don't I got this? Why don't I have that? But I tell you, as you serve Christ, all these things will be added unto you. Doesn't it say in the word of God that he will provide all my greeds? No. Let's, let's correct that. He will provide all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Right? Some people have taken that and said, he will provide everything I want. No, church, let's get it right. That is why in Australia, so many Christians are depressed because I don't have this and I don't have that. But I want to tell you, do you have Jesus? Well, you've got everything. Live for him and praise him and be a blessing to nations and people. They need to be blessed. Hallelujah. God's blessed you in Australia so you can be a blessing to the nations. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Let's go to John 3.16. Everybody knows that even unsaved people quote that verse. Oh, I forgot. I was working on a job site and the guy I knew I was a Christian, he goes, oh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world. I go, is John 3.16 here or is it here? He's thinking about it. Oh, I guess I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's read it. We can read it all together because it's our favorite verse. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And we're, Harry, can we go to also 17? working now it's working just like but as we read this it says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in this is interesting you know okay let's for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved now church this is the message Christmas people celebrate, although the 25th wasn't when Jesus was born, but Christ came into this world. He was born to die for you and me. Do you know that? He was born to die that we can live. And that is the gift that God has given man. He's given him the grace of God. Although every one of us separated and heading for destruction, Jesus came in. He humbled himself. He became a man to the point of death that you can live. And I want to tell you, that is something to get up every morning and praise His holy name. Amen? Thank you, Jesus, for the, for the grace and for the cross. And that's why it says, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in. Ready? Not a religion, not a congregation, not some meeting, Whoever believes in the Son, in the name of Jesus Christ, let it be planted in your heart. Let no one deceive you. If you do not have Jesus, the Word of God says, you do not have life. But if you have Jesus, don't come to me with some organization, some tradition. Some, but if you come to me and speak about Jesus, you have life. Hallelujah. So that is the name that God wants and that is what God wants us to preach. The kingdom of God is near, which is Christ has come to redeem man from hell. Hallelujah. He hasn't come so we can go to our resorts, luxury, put our legs up. No, if you've been taught that, scrap it out. That's from the, comes from the pits of hell. Christ has come to save us from hell. He's come on, that you can be a light. So no matter what journey you go through, no matter what hardship, no matter what trials, when yet people see you have the joy, you have the peace, you have Jesus. Like, what has he got? He's going through a hard time. But because you've got Jesus, you can rise and shine and be a light to a lost generation. Hallelujah. People say, if I only I get this, if only I get the right partner, if only... I'm telling you, if you're not happy now, if you don't have Jesus living with you now, you're not going to be happy with a partner because ask some of the married people that want to, don't want to be married anymore. Ask some that are single, they want to be married. So no one's going to be happy in this world if you don't have Jesus. Amen? Um, have we got more songs after this? Praise God. Okay, let's go to Mark chapter 10. This is what Jesus has come to do for us. And this is the example we follow, church. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. What? what? And whoever 
of your desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Hallelujah. Listen to this church. I know the bread is tempting and the food coming. Keep, concentrate, you know. We have the real bread here, the spiritual bread. So it says, you know, this is a very powerful statement of what Jesus said. He says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So, see, church, we think of, we always think different in this, in this flesh. We think, you know, to be great, we've got to be up the front here, we've got to do, but, you know, God says, you want to be great, be a servant. Go serve people. Go love people. Go, go, go and help people. Me and Ross that are up the front, we're accountable to God because we speak and teach. And I tell you, every time we get up here, I always say, Lord, make sure, Father God, that the flesh does not rise within me. Because every word that we speak must come from Jesus Christ, must come from the Spirit of God. Church, today, why is people in churches hurting and down? Because the message that's been taught is a, a message, message of deception, a message of, a message of deceit. Because truly, if you're in this nation and you have Christ, you have to, I'm telling you now, you have to have the joy and the peace of Jesus Christ. Don't wait for your life to be smooth before you get happy, before the joy comes, the peace. You have to be an example to show people, no matter if I'm going through a hard time, I'm going to show this world that Jesus lives in me. Hallelujah. Don't wait for your bank account to be full and I'm going to rejoice. Don't wait for that right partner to come so you can rejoice. Rejoice. Why? Because Jesus Christ lives in you. Hallelujah. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, I love the, the Apostle Paul, what he kept, kept preaching. It says, For I determined not to know anything among you, what? Except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Why does he say that? I'll tell you why. Because if you know the story of the Apostle Paul, he was a persecutor of the Christians. He had an encounter on the road to Damascus when he had an encounter with Jesus Christ and got a great and powerful revelation of Jesus and he was never the same. Hallelujah. All he wanted to preach on was Jesus Christ and him crucified. Why? Because the power is on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. That is where Christ defeated the devil. He, he disarmed every principality and power. He made a public spectacle. He washed you with his blood. He gave us eternal life. Everything was done on the cross of Calvary so you can rise up and have the joy of the Lord and live a victorious life in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. He's worthy. So church, you know, people tell me a lot of things when I speak with people outside and different religions and, you know, I have been talking a lot with a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses and, you know, and I say, Lord, how can people be deceived so easily in, this, in a world that we have? It's very easy because what you desire in your heart is what the enemy will bring. So if you desire money, you will go to a church that preach about money. The prosperity gospel, the more you give, the more you do this and that, God's going to bless you. So people run to these places. Why? Because they've got itching ears. 
But if you love Jesus, you come to hear the word and say, what do I need to do? What is in my life, in my heart, that is hindering the spirit of God from working? And as you come and surrender to the cross, God will take away every desire of the flesh and he'll give you a desire for him to serve him. Amen, church? You know, um, it's, you know, in, we'll read in um, Acts 4, 12. Because the name, I'm telling you, church, and what we preach is no one else but the name of Jesus Christ, you know. And I was talking to uh, some Catholic people a while ago, and they said, oh, you know, it's nothing wrong to, to pray and to worship Mary. If there's any Catholics here, I'm not going to attack you, but I'm going to attack the organization that's brought deception in. Because the Word of God says this. Harry, you want to put it up in Acts? Nor is there salvation in, in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Right? Now, you got a lot of different religions. They've got all different names. But God himself tells us through his word, there, my glory I will not give to anyone else all my praises to graven images. In, uh, I think it's in Exodus. But what do we have today? One big mess in a nation like Australia that had the gospel. We had the word, but we took it out from the schools. We took it, to even taking it out from parliament now. And what do we go by? This, the head knowledge. But God says in his word, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on these brain cells. Don't lean on that. You're going to stumble. But lean and put your total faith in the unchangeable character of Jesus Christ. Also, if you turn to me to First uh, Timothy 2.5. For there is one God and what one mediator between God and men. Oh, hang on. They told me when I was a Greek Orthodox, there's hundreds of mediators. You go to Greece, those that are from Greece, we all know. Go to Greece, every little corner, they've got a little shrine there. They've got Saint Bernard, Saint this, Saint that. Pray to him, open a candle, call upon God through this guy. But God's word says this. For there is one God, ready? And one mediator between God and man. Who is it? The man, Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. See, church, don't let anyone deceive you. Pick up the word of God and say, Lord, if there's something in my life that I have been deceived, if there's something that all my life I've been brainwashed, I need to get delivered and I need the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ to open my understanding that I can walk in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So church, before I close, I want to make it short and sweet. I think I've made it short and sweet. Jesus came. He's the answer while we are alive. He's the answer for even the season. He's the answer for eternity. He's the answer for our everyday living. If you don't know Jesus, you're going to get caught up in religion. And religion just drains you out, steals your joy, steals your peace, because it's all about works. I've got to commit this. I've got to do that. I've got to go to church and like a good Greek Orthodox boy, play my violin. No, God wants your heart. He doesn't want signs. He wants your heart to thank him and to praise him. Amen. And I tell you, 
Jesus said these words, and I'm going to close off with a few verses. I've just listened because there's a lot there. He talks about Jesus said that I am. You know, in, um, in John 5, uh, in John 8, 5, or 8, 58 says this. Before Abraham was, this is what Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. Now, to those that know and have studied the Old Testament, it says that the, when he said those words, his eyes grabbed some stones to stone Jesus. Why did they say? Because they knew, the Jews knew that the I am is God Almighty. In Exodus uh, 3.14, it says, when Moses said to God, when I go to the Israelites to tell them who, um, to, to tell the Israelites, what is your name? God said to them, go and tell them that I am has sent you. Why? It's, I tell you why. He's pointing to Jesus. Not only that, God is the I am. We can't comprehend. I am who I am, says God. I am who I am. And I, I want to say this in the New Testament. When Jesus comes on the scene and says, before Abraham was, he doesn't say I existed, but I am. He is God Almighty. And then he goes on and says this in, in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In John 6, 35, I am the bread of life. He who, he who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. In John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. In John 10, 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And I will go. He will go in and out and find pasture. In, 10, in John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. In John 11, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Who who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. In John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. In Revelations 1.8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. In Revelations 1.18, I am He who lives. I was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I hold at the keys of Hades and death. Give the Lord a hand and praise His name. Let's all stand. And tonight, we're going to lift up Jesus Christ. Tonight, if there's anyone here who doesn't know Jesus, you might have a religious thought about Jesus, but Jesus has not come into your heart. Feel free to come as we worship. We want to pray for you. If there's any prayer requests, you want to come forward, let's believe God. The year of 2019 is just about over. Let's commit everything to Christ, and let's make Jesus Christ the Lord. Thank you for connecting with us. We would love the chance to stay in contact with you. We want to help you find your next steps in life with vision and purpose through Jesus Christ. If you haven't already, you can jump onto our website at allnationswestend.com to find out more. We look forward to doing this journey together. On behalf of All Nations, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays.